0: I was praying and studying, God gave me three words. Those three words were not for long. Not for long. And I was just thinking in context about how daunting it can be to be the only one in your circles, in your family, in your communities, just being the only one. One, sure, we're surrounded by people, even in this room right now, we're surrounded by people. But oftentimes, we can be surrounded by people but still feel lonely. Oftentimes, it's the strong friend or the one who makes all of the noise who feels the most lonely. I was studying this text because I wanted to understand loneliness specifically in the context of transformation. Because when you receive a word and you're ready to go home and you want to exhale that word into your environment, it can be frustrating when the tension of the word and your world don't line up. I have a word, but the word didn't overflow just yet. And I find myself in John 12. I'm gonna skip through a little bit, but I'm gonna cover verses two through 11. Let's say one through eleven. If your feet hurt like mine, we've been up and we've been down and we've been up and we've been down. You do whatever feels natural to you. I'm gonna be in John 12.1. I'm in the New King James Version. <sighs> Jesus is on his way to the cross. His friend Lazarus, his died and been in the tomb four days and then resurrected. And he's resurrected and he's been called out of his grave, if you will. My text begins, it says, then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Skip down to verse seven. It says, after the Pharisees and Judas was upset that she spilled this costly oil, Jesus says, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they may also see Lazarus whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we thank you that you have proven yourself to be alive these last two days that for some of us, we've had an experience with you that we haven't had in a very long time. For others, it was the very first time. And then for some, we still need a little bit more. And so God, I pray that this word, this message would meet every woman in the place that she needs it the most. God, allow this word to not just be something that fills her up, But that pushes her into overflow, even if she came in empty, even if she hasn't had that cup filled because she's just catching this Saturday night session. God, let her cup be overflowing as if she had been here the whole time. She missed her flight. She's still here right at the right time, God. Make yourself evident in this place as only you can do. And as for me, God, I just pray for wisdom and prophecy and strength and revelation, God, and that you would give me something else to pour because God knows we've been pouring. But I heard you tell me there's still something left. So God, squeeze that last drop out. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Earlier... If you were still here after Pastor Turei preached the house down, um, Nedra Glover, yes, can we for a minute just celebrate the man of God? Thank you Pastor Turei for giving us practical application that we can take home in our own prayer closets. Many people told me that that was the moment of breakthrough for them. So thank you for just listening to the voice of God. And while we're clapping, can we just thank every volunteer, the worship team, the Potter's House Dallas, the ushers, the parking lot attendants, security, my social media team, Kayla out here making you feel like you know her. The band, come on band, sticking with us no matter what. Uh, the camera crew, everybody, production, sound, people you don't even know, Pepper, Amy, Anna, we be just, Shano, there's so many people. Imani who's just been the water police making sure I stay hydrated. I'm so grateful for everyone who came together to facilitate this environment. Can we just one more time give them some love? Thank you so much for believing in this movement and this message and dedicating your time. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. With the holiday season in full effect, many are celebrating joy in the midst of grief. For some, this time of year is filled with loving family, matching pajamas, and beautiful decor. For others, it's triggered by loss, loneliness, anxiety, and depression. For most of us, it's a combination of it all. Now is the time to be intentional about taking inventory of your mental health. Life doesn't come with a manual, sis. But BetterHelp Online Therapy can offer support and guidance. During the holidays, therapy is an effective way to set boundaries, manage stress, address trauma, and practice self-compassion. The greatest gift you can give yourself is an invitation to heal, and I truly believe that BetterHelp can deliver the quality of care you deserve. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com evolve. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com evolve. Nedra Glover Tawab chose violence. That's what I told her when we were at lunch. If you weren't in here, then you didn't get to experience some of the violence. But let me tell you, my girl really came for us. Make some noise if you weren't here. If you weren't here. Girl, let me tell you, she had the audacity to tell us to stop inviting people to make us do more. Like when you say, let me know if you need anything and you're already at capacity and can't do anything even if they need something, but you say it anyway, that was the kind of violence she chose. And uh, we were at lunch and she was like, you know you said that to me when you saw me. She was like, yeah, you said, let me know if you need anything. And like, honestly, could you do anything if I needed anything? And I was like, wow. I invited you to my house. (laughs) You (laughs) jacked me up. What is this? And, um, but I, I had to really search my heart because I really felt, like, justified in me, like, wanting to be hospitable, me wanting to make sure people... Oh, and then she said availability is not a love language. Like, just because you show that you're available, that doesn't make someone love you more. That doesn't make you more worthy trying to be available all the time, even to the extent of burning yourself out. Um, and so, but I got defensive because that's what I do. Um, if there were a degree in getting defensive, I would have my doctorate in it. It's one of the th- I don't want to say I enjoy it. It's just my default setting. By defensive, I mean like I am going to argue like Viola Davis and how to get away with murder. You're not just going to tell me I did something wrong. I'm going to plead my case and you're going to hear it because I know why I did it. And until you know why I did it, I don't really want to hear from you about what I could do better. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing the best that I can. And so I got defensive and I had to get my heart together during lunch because that is not the posture of a woman who evolves, she gotta be willing to grow and stuff or whatever. And um, I realized though that part of my defensiveness really comes from my desire to be understood, right? I think at the end of the day, I am defending the idea that you don't understand me. It's not about whether or not what I did was right or wrong, it could have been wrong but I want to feel like you understand why I made the choice that I made. Because I feel like if you understood, then maybe you wouldn't be so angry or maybe you would be more compassionate. I want to be understood. The only issue with wanting to be understood is that it often keeps you from having connection. Because it's difficult to connect with someone who was so guarded and so defensive. And I am beginning to believe that defensiveness is one of the symptoms of feeling like you are the only one. The only one who understands exactly what you're up against. The only one who could possibly be in your family who has any idea that this generational curse exists, but also needs to be broken. I heard my sister Armani talking about how do I go back home into my family when I know I have to break this generational curse. And what I hear her saying is how do I prepare my defense against the world that I'm going back in? For honest, some of us are thinking to ourselves already, how do I prepare my defense? I'm going back into a situation defensive because I don't want anything to be stolen from me. And that's how you know that you aren't really sure that it's stuck. Because if you were really sure what you experienced stuck, then you would know that no one could take it from you. When we hear in scripture things like this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. It's because the joy that I have doesn't have anything to do with the world around me, so they can't even access it. I want to talk to somebody who wants to do more than just have a conference where I go back and have to protect it, but quite literally I experience transformation. If you experience transformation, then nobody can take which oh, I feel like that is for somebody. I don't want you to go back assuming a posture of deep Defense when God has called you to move into a position of offense, you got some points to make, baby. You've got some goals to make, baby, and you can't do that if you feel like you're defending. I hear God saying that it is okay for you to be on the front line, that I will be your shield, that I will be your deflector. When we say no weapon formed against you will prosper, it also says and any tongue that rises up against you, I will condemn. I don't have to be defensive when I know that my God is defending me. I don't have to look out for myself when I know that God has my back what happened in this room was real no one can take it away from me and so when I step into my identity I'm not going to go into it like a little girl who can be robbed or a little girl who can have something taken away from her, I'm going into it as a grown woman, a grown woman who had an encounter that will never change me again and yes I may be the only one who had it but this only one has layers and dimensions down on the inside of me this only one got a tap of the Holy Ghost and I'm staying close to the river I love this text because Lazarus at this point in the text is the only one in his circle who has experienced death and resurrection would have made sense to me if Jesus resurrected him to then just say stick with me Stay close to the power that resurrected you because no one in your family is going to get you now. But Jesus resurrects Lazarus and then leaves him back in the family where he is the only one. Somebody in this room, you've been. Resurrected, You felt connection. You felt friendship. You felt sisterhood. But we all know that at the end of the day, we're going back into our worlds where we can often feel like I'm the only one raising this child. I'm the only one that's going to be in this apartment by myself. I'm the only one who's going to have to figure out what confidence looks like for me. I am the only one. And I wanted to study this because it shows me that when you experience transformation, that it does not automatically mean that you have company. That God doesn't mind transformation. Forming you and sending you back into an environment where you are the only one. Why is that? Because God trusts what happened down on the inside of you. God trusts the power that is down on the inside of you. And I hear God saying, I don't know who you are, but I feel my help coming. I don't know who you are, but I hear God saying that if you stayed in an environment of power, it would give you an excuse to not unleash what I put down on the inside of you. But I'm sending you back into a city. I'm sending you back into a family that needs the power that you have been exposed to. That this was not just so you could have playtime It's so that you could get ready for game time. And I want a woman in this room to understand that the games have just begun baby. It's time for you to check into your flight. It's time for you to close your laptop. Cause it's time for you to start being the hands and feet of Jesus. I wish I had some women in this room who recognize that when the power gets in me. it's so that the power can position me. I hear God saying the power, the power, the power that you experience, the power that you soaked up is meant to position you. Position you. And you're gonna be the only one for a minute you came here with a group of women but you're still gonna be the only one because what God has called you to do no one else can do it but you and you're gonna have to be comfortable being the only one this is not recess this is not the playground this is the kingdom of heaven and if you want friends you better go back to school but if you want to build something that matters if you want to break a generational curse you got to do it for the place of it's okay that I'm the only one I don't need anyone else to validate me Jesus says I need not for man to validate me you're going to be the only one raising that child You may be the only one building that family. You may be the only one writing a book. You may be the only one in your apartment because when you choose transformation you have to withstand isolation. Transformation cannot happen with company. Transformation takes place in isolation and we're going to find out what's stuck when you're the only one. We're going to see how good this praise was when you were the only one but somebody received from the well and they don't mind being the only because they access worship that will allow them to pull from what God gave me. That's why we gotta give you tools, not inspiration. Because when Sarah Jakes Roberts is not here, you gotta know that that well is down on the inside of me too. And if I create an environment where I don't mind getting down on my knees, where I don't mind opening up my mouth, then that same glory will fill my house. That same glory will fill my bathroom. And suddenly, Suddenly, I won't be the only one anymore. Suddenly, it won't just be me. Anyone who knows me knows that cooking is one of my favorite things to do. I've been doing it since I was a little girl, and to this day, I throw down in the kitchen. Whenever I'm short on time, I can always count on HelloFresh's quick and easy recipes to save the day. Their 20-minute meals and easy cleanup dishes are my absolute fave, big on flavor and easy on effort. Now, is it just me or does cooking with family during the holidays feel spiritual? It's The most sacred time of the year and HelloFresh is here to help make the most of every moment. Sis, you can skip them long lines at the grocery store this holiday season and still host a festive dinner. HelloFresh will deliver fresh ingredients and seasonal recipes right to your doorstep. It's a time-saving solution that means more time with the people you love. Taste and see why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Womanevolve18 and use code Womanevolve18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Womanevolve18 and use code Womanevolve18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. You got to withstand this period of being the only one. Jesus resurrects Lazarus then leaves him. He leaves Lazarus after he's been resurrected. And he just happens to be in Bethany and decides to visit them. And while he's sitting at the table, Lazarus is there too. And while Lazarus is there at the table too, I imagine that being Lazarus in that moment must have been very comforting because I'm finally close to someone who understands what it's like to have the kind of power work through you that brings you back to life. Part of the reason why I wanted to name our chat together, not for long, is because when Lazarus passes the test of being the only one Jesus comes back oh God I feel you on this Jesus comes back but this time Jesus doesn't have to resurrect Lazarus again this time he can break bread with Lazarus oh because Lazarus doesn't need Jesus in the same way he needed him before this breakthrough that you experience in this place You're never going to need that power in the same way again. I wish somebody would get this revelation down on the inside of them. This is not just a conference for somebody. This was a graduation to the next dimension. I'm not saying you don't need the Lord. I'm just never going to need you in that way again. Does anybody want Jesus to break something off of them that you never have to experience again? Spirit of fear, I rebuke you. I rebuke every lie in this room that would make you believe that it's just temporary all while you're raising your hands the enemy's whispering you know that's not real you know you're going to backslide and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and I call you out as the liar you are the same anointing that raised Lazarus from the dead and kept him from needing that power in that way again has touched my sisters in a fresh new way And when Lazarus is sitting there with Jesus, he is reminded that he's no longer alone because God's never gonna let you be alone for long. God's gonna make sure that he sends someone who may not have gone through exactly what you went through, but they understand the power that's working down on the inside of you. The women in this room are not just ordinary women. The women in this room are reminders that you are not going to be alone for long because God is raising up women everywhere to take their places at his table. And Lazarus and Jesus now, because they have shared in this moment and they've shared in this power, they both have targets on their back. Lazarus wasn't even someone who was being hunted down until he experienced the power of God. Who would I be if I did not prepare you for the fact that transformation puts a target on your back? It makes you stand out. And it makes you an enemy to the enemy. But I am reminded of Genesis 3 and 15. When God put enmity between the woman and the serpent And he told that woman in that moment that I'm gonna put enmity between you and the serpent. And that at the end of the day, the serpent is going to bruise your heel. But when it's all said and done, if you would dare to produce, even with a target on your back, if you would dare to produce, even though you are the only woman, if you would dare to produce that wholeness, if you would dare to produce that book, if you would dare to produce that ministry, then when you get finished producing, it's gonna look so much like Jesus that it's going to bruise the head of the serpent. I wish somebody understood the power of bruised heels still crushing the serpent's heads. I wish someone understood the power of what happens when we recognize that at the end of the day, I may be a target but no weapon formed against me will prosper. I may be a target, but because I saw my sister survive, I'm going to survive too. I may be a target, but you better watch out because there's about 10,000 women who had the same experience that I had, and we are making a commitment that she will not be the only one for long. Since I'm coming for you. since I'm going to write my book. since I'm going to start my ministry. since I'm going to heal my family. You're not going to be the only one for long. You're not going to be the only one for long. Not for long, not for long, not for long. God says, I'm going to bring you your tribe. God says, I'm going to bring you your people. God says, I'm going to put you at the table where somebody understands the power that you're trying to get out of you. God, you put power in me, but I need to be around someone who understands the power I'm trying to pull out of me. I need an environment where somebody speaks to my power. I need a friend of someone who speaks to my power. You're in this room. Because I speak to your power. I don't put power in you only God can do that But I know how to call it out of you because I got power working down on the inside of me And when I say come forth what I mean is come forth power What I mean is come forth Holy Ghost come forth come forth come forth come forth before she gets in the car Let it come forth before she gets on the plane. Let it come forth unleash it. Oh God Unstop the well. Oh God I feel like rivers wanna flow out of a woman's belly in this place. I feel like resurrection power is gonna flow. You know why you need the river to flow now? Cause the river's gotta meet you when you get home. For every dry place that was waiting for you to get back. God says if you release your river right now, that it won't be dry when you get home. I wish you turned me up in the monitors, cause we got a little hell to make nervous. We got some demons to send fleeing. We got some drop that we need to take care of. We got some power that needs to flow from us. I know you're tired of worshiping. I know you think you poured it all out. But I told God. I said, God, I don't think I can preach again. I don't have anything left. I said, God, I don't think I can do it no more. Whatever that was you did yesterday morning, that ought to be enough to carry him. And God said, if you dig deeper, I'll show you what all I put in you. And I feel like God told me that because he wanted me to tell you, if you dig deeper, he'll show you what all he put down on the inside of you. I hear God saying, there's more to you than you think. You're more strong than you think you are. You're more forgiven than you think you are. You got more Holy Ghost than you think you do. I hear God saying, If the river would start flowing right here that we could flood something in this place. What is it that we need to flood? It's a generational curse God says it's not gonna be broken. It's gonna drown (laughs) How is it gonna drown? This river gonna drown it God said I gotta have wholeness. How am I gonna get wholeness this river gonna lead you to wholeness? God, I got a book to write. How I'm gonna write this book? This river in your belly. I dare you to put your hands on your belly and start speaking to the river that God put in you and start telling it to come forth, come forth come forth everything you put in me my confidence is in the river my self-esteem is in the river my anointing is in the river my breakthrough is in the river my power is in the river it's in the river it's in the river where is the river he said out of your belly out of I want every woman in this room to put her hand on her stomach. And I want you to prophesy over your belly. I want you to give the river permission to come forth, for you stronger than this. Brie, you got a river in you. Brie, you got power. Moo you got power down on the inside of you. You ain't been here the whole time. But God said, I'm going to bring you right on time to unleash this river. You're going to survive this thing. You're going to make it to the other side. You are going to experience joy. You are going to have breakthrough. And it's going to happen because you give that river permission. Put your hand on your stomach and prophesy for that river to come forth. Come forth, come forth, come forth. Come forth. God, if you put it in me, I wanna taste it. God, if you put it in me, I wanna swim in it. God, if you put it in me, I wanna drink from it. God, if you put it in me, I want it to drown something. God, I want it to break something. I wanna feel the power of the Holy Ghost in the way that I've never felt it before. I wanna feel the power of Jesus working on the inside of me. God, let this river touch my house. God, let this river touch my business. God let this river touch my child. My child may never get to the river, but because they started with a river. (laughs) All the enemy wants to do is stop the flow. All the enemy wants you to believe that the flow can be stopped. Because if you believe that the flow can be stopped, if you believe that you can't get weary in your well doing, When the word says don't get weary, why would the word tell me not to get weary when I feel weary? God says if you tap into the river, you won't be weary in your well doing. And if you don't faint, you're gonna see what you're gonna reap because you stayed in the flow. And I wanna talk to somebody's river in this place. I told the river to exhale. I told the river to come forth. And release it. Because when my sisters go back, the drought is over. Man, we gave Alicia keys to the car, but Jesus gave you keys to the kingdom. And those things that have been locked from you that spirit of fear that would keep you from speaking. You didn't just speak up. God gave you a key that opens your mouth. You got keys. And you gotta use them. You gotta use these keys. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. With the holiday season in full effect, many are celebrating joy in the midst of grief. For some, this time of year is filled with loving family, matching pajamas, and beautiful decor. For others, it's triggered by loss, loneliness, anxiety, and depression. For most of us, it's a combination of it all. Now is the time to be intentional about taking inventory of your mental health. Life doesn't come with a manual, sis, but BetterHelp Online Therapy can offer support and guidance. During the holidays, therapy is an effective way to set boundaries, manage stress, address trauma, and practice self-compassion. The greatest gift you can give yourself is an invitation to heal. And I truly believe that BetterHelp can deliver the quality of care you deserve. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com evolve. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com evolve. You don't have to be depressed. The river will lead you right to a therapist. You don't have to be forsaken. The river will take you right to your community. Lazarus stayed in the place where God left him until Jesus came back for him. Because this is where Jesus touched me. And you gotta find a way to spiritually stay in the same place where Jesus touched you. So that when Jesus comes back You look like what he resurrected. When we talk about being a friend of God, Lazarus was a friend of God. And even friends of God need to be resurrected. And even though he was a friend of God and God resurrected him, He also knew how to sit down and break bread with him. You don't just serve a God who will resurrect you. You serve a Jesus who will get into the small things with you. That's important for you to understand because when you're looking for God when you get home, you may be looking for the big resurrection moments. And you may miss the way your sister smiles at you before you go. You may miss the way that it was just so smooth getting home. You may miss the way that God sent somebody to rescue you. You may miss that Jesus is in the big things and in the details. I can be the God of your grave, but I can also be the God that sits at the table and breaks bread with you. I'm in the little things too. The little moments where I don't, Lazarus didn't even need Jesus in that moment. But he looked up and he saw him. Are you looking for Jesus even when you don't need him? Because if you look for him even when you don't need him, when you do need him, you won't have to wonder if he's there. Because if I know you was with me, When I didn't need you, when I do call upon your name, I know you're within reach. God told me that you won't be alone for long. That help and compassion is on the way. It's on the way to your home. It's on the way to your city. It's on the way to your marriage. God told me it's on the way. But God also told me it's in this room right now. I want you to just for a moment, if you're comfortable, to get to hold hands with the woman beside you or get as close to her as as you can. Some of us came into this room and we felt alone. How is it that Alicia? heard her story out of the mouths of three and four different women. Did anybody else have that experience? Like, that's my story, that's my story, that's my story. Wait a minute, maybe I'm not as alone as I thought I was. (sighs) The power of connection, the power of real community that has transparency and authenticity is that you're never alone for long. I don't know when is the next time you'll feel like you're in a room full of people who are carrying your story. I hope it's tonight. I hope it's tomorrow. But just in case it's not, just like my friend said, I want you to take a minute and feel that hand and pressing into yours. I want you to feel that head laying on your shoulder. And I don't want you to just feel it like I'm at a conference. I want you to feel it with the perspective of when you're laying in that bed alone at night, sleeping next to somebody and still feel alone, sleeping next to nobody and still feel alone. When you're trying to decide is this dream crazy or not and you feel so alone, squeeze the hand of that person connected to you. God, is it too late? Am I crazy for thinking this? Am I alone? Squeeze the hand of that woman next to you. God orchestrated for that woman to be beside you. She holds power for your destiny too. She is a witness of the resurrecting power that can bring you back to life. Yes, she's still got some work to do, but my God, she's not who she used to be. When you squeeze that woman's hand, squeeze power into her hand. You are not alone. You will not face this by yourself. You may never see my face again, but you will feel my head pressing into your hand. Anytime you feel alone, I want you to remember what it felt like to be connected to 10,000 women. We are an army. And there are targets on our back Because of what has happened inside of us I just don't want to be the same and it put a target on my back heartbreak is aiming at me for this change I may have to go home and shake up my life over this change it's a target on my back I'm gonna have to rearrange the way I do life there's a target on my back Some of this stuff I'm gonna have to do is gonna cost me something. But I am not gonna go back to holding my breath like I'm in this thing on my own. Gonna have to become someone I've never been before. Squeeze the hand of a woman if you've had to become someone you've never been before. You're not alone. Squeeze the hand of a woman if you're afraid. You're not alone. Squeeze the hand of the woman if you're not giving up. You're not alone. Squeeze the hand of the woman if you believe that she's got what it takes to take it to the next dimension. Squeeze the hand of the woman if you're gonna be rooting for her, if you're gonna be cheering for her. Squeeze her hand like it stirs up the gift of God that's down on the inside of her. Squeeze her her hand until she realizes that woman evolve is a command it is not a choice it is a command and if you evolve and I evolve then together together we'll never have to experience this again community God given community sisterhood I'm gonna meet you in the spiritual realm I don't know when I'm gonna see you again in person but my spirit is waiting for you in my prayer closet my spirit is cheering you on and it's not a broken spirit anymore because I'm not passing on my trauma it's my breakthrough that I want to pass on to another woman I want to give you breakthrough I want to give you strength I want you to know you're not alone that I won't leave you stranded on the side of the road if it's within my power to come and get you baby I'm gonna be on the way my prayers are coming for you my strength is coming for you Jesus believes so much in community that he goes back to see Lazarus even though Lazarus didn't need him because connection is not just about what I can do for you. It's about knowing that even if I can't do anything for you, I'ma stick beside you. Heavenly Father, we don't take for granted that we have access to community we don't take for granted that this woman beside me has a battle to fight when she goes home, a battle to become. But God, as you have moved so powerfully in this room, God, I pray that you would not stop moving with the same intensity. Oh, I want to prophesy in this place with the same power and the same intensity that you came into this room. God, I dispatch angels to move in that same rhythm into her house, into her home, into her mind. God, let heaven exhale so that we may inhale. God, I thank you for woman evolve. I thank you for the gift of this sisterhood and connection. God, I thank you that we got a chance to do this again. That the pandemic didn't wipe us out. Come on. That the pandemic didn't wipe us out. That we didn't quit. That we didn't just give up altogether that our faith got shaky, but God, you sustained us. God, I thank you that everyone didn't make it, but for some reason you kept our crazy, raggedy, broken selves together enough to be in your glory. God, I thank you for the hedge of protection that is around my life and that same hedge of protection that keeps showing up over and over and over again. I'm taking it with me wherever I go. God, you are so worthy. These are your daughters. Thank you for trusting me with them. I give them back to you, cause they they're ready. I give them back to you, cause they they've been filled up. I give them back to you, cause they they're not holding their breath. I give them back to you, cause I took them as far as I could take them. God, I give them back to you, because the rest is between you and them, God. Please receive our sacrifice. Receive our sacrifice, God. We gave this thing everything that we have. And they are good ground. So may they do what good ground does and just produce and produce and produce and produce and produce until Ella is eating off of what they produced. Until Ella's children is eating off of what they produce. Until woman evolve is a small thing compared to what God is going to do. Until I can get a phone call back from Amazon Pharmacy because they're blowing up your phone. God, let them produce, 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 produce. Because you've already blessed me beyond what I ever thought was possible. So God, allow it to overflow into their lives. If I could just selfishly, in Jesus' name, amen, if I could just selfishly, I'm so raggedy, in Jesus' name, my life is a prayer, okay? I'm always praying. I just can't get over the fact that this is the church I grew up in and that God would allow me to have this full circle moment because I sat there in that section 13 years old, trying to cover my stomach. I sat there in that section six weeks after having my baby and stood up, and my dad welcomed us back in church. And this is the place where I was convinced that I would never have any kind of ministry. This is the place where I was convinced that I would never have anything worthy of being admired or inspirational. This is the place the spirit was moving, and I was still convinced that it was skipping past me. And as much as you thank me for saying yes, I thank you for receiving what God put on the inside of me. Because I wasn't sure it was there. But you are my confirmation that God really does heal and he really does restore, and he really does redeem. So what I'm preaching about is not something to make you feel good. It is a testimony of what God wants to do on the inside of your life. And I cannot wait to see the fruit that you produce. Woman Evolve. I love you till the wheels fall off. Y'all so stuck with me, you don't even understand. One house is going to come. We're going to worship. You lift your hands as much as you want to. I'm going to see you all in 2022. God bless you.